1: Whether you're birthing in a hospital, a birth center, or at home, you can make your birthing space calming and comfortable. Creating a relaxing environment can help lead to a more pleasant birth experience. I'm Abby Lacey, certified doula, massage therapist, and aromatherapist, and today we're discussing how your birthing space can affect your birth. This is Preggy Pals.
2: Um, is that a plus sign? Welcome to Preggy Pals,
4: broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your online, on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Stephanie Glover. Did you know that Preggy Pals has released more than 130 episodes? Visit the episode guide on our website to scroll through the topics, listen directly from your computer, through iTunes, or download our free apps available in the Android, iTunes, and Windows marketplaces. And be sure to check out our new network app, where you can listen to all your favorite new mommy media shows on the go. Here's Sunny with more information about how you can get involved with Preggy Pals.
2: Okay. Hi, everybody. We love our listeners. And we would love to hear from you guys. So if you guys have any comments regarding the show, send it our way and you can send it through our website. Um, Also, we have some segments that I think are kind of fun that you may want to participate in. One is called Ask the Experts. So if you're pregnant and you have some pregnancy questions, go ahead and, uh, again, you can email us or you can call our voicemail, actually, which is 619-866-4775. We also have another segment called Pregnancy Oops, which is kind of fun where you can share your, your funny pregnancy stories. That have happened to you, funny things that either people have said to you or that you've done, or maybe some funny um, pregnancy brain type stuff. We would love to hear that and we'll share that on the show as well. Um, if you haven't visited us on Instagram, please do so because I like to take some behind the scene pictures as we're recording. So if you ever wonder, uh, wow, what's going on in the studio? I, you know, everything's audio. I don't see any video um, or, or photos. Go ahead and go to Instagram. You can see some photos. And speaking of video, we also record the first five minutes of each episode with video. And we put that up on YouTube. So I don't know, you can kind of just get a different perspective of Preggy Pals. And those are some ways you can get involved. Great. Thanks, Sunny. Yes.
4: So we're going to go ahead and introduce our panelists really quick before we get started. I will go first. My name, again, is Stephanie Glover. I host Preggy Pals. I'm also a trained childbirth educator. I'm home with my two girls, which is awesome as well. They are four and two. Gretchen, my four-year-old, was born via C-section. And
2: Lydia, my two-year-old, was my VBAC. Sunny? Yeah, so I'm a mama to four kiddos uh, a five year old, a three year old, and then twins. And uh, I own New Mommy Media, which produces uh, Preggy Pals, Parent Savers, The Boob Group, Twin Talks, and our new show, Newbies, <laughs> which I should probably plug right now because uh, Newbies, if you guys listen to Preggy Pals, you really need to check out Newbies. We just released it on Labor Day. Ha ha ha. Little birth joke for you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it, we, we needed a show that picked up where Preggy Pals left off. Our Parent Savers show is really geared more towards infants and toddlers but there's so much you need to know that first year once your baby comes out and you're like what do i do um and that's what newbies is all about so if you haven't had a chance to check it out we've got four episodes out now of course we're going to be releasing these on a weekly basis and so lots more to come um but that's on newmommymedia.com and so that all of that keeps me busy i don't know why four kids a company you know super mom yeah so that's me
4: And now we have Kelly joining us in over the phone. Kelly, could you um, go ahead and introduce yourself?
3: Hi, I'm Kelly Williams. I am um, 32 years old. I am a wife to Seth. We'll celebrate our ninth um, anniversary this month. And I've got two kiddos. My daughter's story is a little over two and a half. And my son, River, is 10 months. And Tori was actually born a c section and IV backed with river. So, and he's our little Halloween baby. He was born on Halloween. Oh, that's um, cool. And I also am a distributor for Young Living essential oils, which I do from home. I'm lucky enough to get to stay home with my kids as well. So, thanks for having me. Awesome! Thank you for joining us. Oh and by the way I love the name Story. That is
2: super cool. And I'm like hitting myself, why did, I had such a hard time thinking of girls names? I'm like why didn't I think of Story? Like you're I'm, a German I'm journalist. journalist. Why <laughs> didn't one did not even occur.
0: <laughs> Sometimes it's the My most
3: common is, name. <laughs> My husband is the uh, whiz behind our kids names. He's <laughs> we're, we're both fairly creative, but he's <laughs> kind of the writer and he came up with both our kids' names, so Aww, he gets cool. all the credit for that. I but I was definitely on board. I, th- I think they're really, really cool names. They're really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sounds familiar.
2: If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little... I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, It was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. All right. So we have a new segment here on Preggy Pals. It's called Pregnancy Brain Blunders. And we all probably have a few stories of funny things we did uh, when we were pregnant, our crazy pregnancy brain and how it works. So we're going to start to share those stories with you guys. And this first story comes from Samantha. And I love this. She says, when I was in a hurry one day and just weeks away from delivery, I left the house to take my son to school and run a few errands. It wasn't until the Cashier at the market said, Did you know you have a towel on your head? Then I realized I hadn't done my hair after the shower. I had gone to two other places like that before someone actually said something. I got in the car and cried. <laughs> Samantha, that's the, the, there's nothing else you can do at that point, right? <laughs> Just get in your car and cry. Plus, with all the emotions and the hormones going through your body anyways, that was the natural response. I get it. So, Samantha, thanks so much for sending this in. If you have a funny story about something, something crazy you did with Pregnancy Brain, we would love to hear it. And you can go to our website, actually. We have a new way that you guys can submit. And on the side of our website, you'll see a gray little box that says, Uh, submit voicemail and so that's a great way to do it just click on that box and you can actually just use the microphone on your computer to send us a quick little voicemail through the computer and then we will use that on a future episode so again samantha thanks so much and we can't wait to hear from everybody else in all your pregnancy brain blunders
4: So today we're learning all about how to create a calm and comfortable birthing environment. Joining us here in the studio is Abby Lacey. Abby is a certified doula, massage therapist, and aromatherapist. With her skill set, Abby helps expectant and laboring moms relax and release tension. As an experienced doula, she helps create and hold space for laboring moms to birth on their own terms. Welcome to Preggy Pals, Abby, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So Abby, can you start by explaining how relaxation can help in labor?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, the million-dollar question. Right? <laughs> so, so the big reason that we need to relax during labor is that um, instinctively when we're uncomfortable or when something's painful, our our bodies, our reaction is to tense up. And if you tense up, your muscles are contracting and not making space for that baby to come down and be birthed. So relaxation is really important because you really want to give birth. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the whole pregnancy was about, right? (laughs) Right. So and and preferably sooner than later, right? We want we want labor to be shorter than longer, ideally. So, um, so relaxation can make a really big difference not only in um how long your labor takes, but in your overall experience of the labor because the more you kind of fight the discomfort and the pain, the more discomfort and pain you're going to have.
4: Right, that cycle of fear to tension to pain to, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it goes around in a circle. So when you relax, then that can also be an
1: active part of pain management. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons the hypno techniques are so popular right now. Um, the two primary hypno techniques being hypno birthing and hypno babies, which are two different ones, but they're very, very popular right now. And um, using the hypnosis can 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 be really powerful for helping you kind of relax and find your own happy place. Gotcha. (laughs) Kind of create that, (laughs) yeah, puts you in your little bubble. (laughs)
4: Mm -hmm. So we hear a lot about essential oils and aromatherapy these days. How can
1: these play a role in the birth space? You know, different oils do different things. And before we go down this road, I want to start out by saying essential oils are serious. They are actually medicinal. They're very powerful and very potent. So if you're using essential oils, don't take it lightly. They can have a significant effect on, on you and your baby and the other people around you. So that said, so in the birth space, essential oils can make a big difference because if you diffuse them into the air, they can actually have a benefit for everybody in the room. I've worked in spaces where moms have asked me to bring out oils, uh, particularly in the hospital. And it's really kind of fun when the providers walk through the door. They walk in and – they've been in the hospital environment. It just smells like hospital. Right. And then they walk into your room and all of a sudden, oh, hey, that smells really good. You know, mm-hmm. if you get out the orange oil because mom is having some fatigue and you're and, you know, probably at that point if mom's fatigued, most of you are in the room are fatigued. So you get out something like uh any of the citrus oils to kind of enliven the room. And the providers walk in and they're like, Oh, that smells really good. So you get the attention of your mm-hmm. providers. You kind of stand out as that person who, oh, their room smells really good. So maybe you get a little extra TLC from the staff because your room smells really great. You know, aside from the aromatic benefit, you know, as far as helping you relax, there are actual physiological effects that the oils have. Uh, Something along the lines of lavender or chamomile are noted for their relaxation properties. A lot of people use lavender oil to help them with anxiety or sleeplessness or any of those kinds of things. So, things along those lines can make a significant difference. The other one being that there are oils that you can use to help with the management of the discomforts of labor. Mm. Um, so specifically for pain... Different distributors have different blends that they make specifically for pain. I know with doTERRA, it's uh, Deep Blue. With Young Living, it's Panaway. You can also make your own blend using um, any of the different oils that have a more analgesic effect like black pepper or... You know, any of the mint oils can be really potent. Um, You do have to be really careful when you're using oils Mm -hmm. in the birthing environment, particularly anything that's contraindicated for um, infants. You want to make sure it's not on your hands, on your arm, on your chest, Mm -hmm. on your belly, because you don't want the baby to come into contact with those things. Right. So, you do need to kind of have a care, but as far as creating that environment, it just creates your own little zone. Um, you mentioned the bubble, mm-hmm. you know, so you can kind of create your own bubble using the oils, mm-hmm. whether it's in, a, in the aromatic fashion or, um, you know, with helping with the calming and relaxing physically.
3: Now, Kelly,
4: mm-hmm. um, did you have experience using essential oils in your labor?
3: Yes, actually, so with my with my daughter I hadn't discovered essential oils yet. And a little background on my story and how I got into using oils is that actually after story was born, um I suffered from very severe postpartum depression and anxiety. And so I was put on an antidepressant that once I got pregnant with River, I could no longer take. Um and so I just wanted to find something natural that I could use to kind of help not only with my mood, but just as I prepared to give birth again, I knew I wanted to try for a back And it was just really important to me that I just had a lot of tools in my toolkit, I guess you could say. And so when I went into labor, I did apply a few of the calming oils topically. And we were also big fans of having a diffuser in our room. Um, and kind of like you had touched on, we um, kind of became that room that was known for smelling so good <laughs> because every single nurse would come in like and just take a deep breath. And just having that atmosphere, I mean, it I know it was beneficial for me and the staff and just the, you know, the, the atmosphere in general it was just so, so nice. And I know I also had a few moments where my labor stalled and we were able to use essential oils to encourage it along. And so it felt good to just have something that I knew I could use that not only would just kind of encourage me towards that V back that I was really hoping for, but also that would set me up for success. I was just I I didn't know going into this birth, you know, am I gonna have postpartum again? Like what is that gonna be like? And that, you know, for any mom that goes through that, it's a terrifying experience. And so I was just thankful that I had something that I could use that I knew was natural, that if used in the proper way would be safe around my newborn and my daughter as well. And honestly, it was an incredible birth experience. And I think part of that was the essential oils and it was my doula. And my doula was also very knowledgeable about oil application. And so just having her with me as well um, was also really beneficial.
4: You know, and I have to say I've never considered the effect that it would have on staff and how that could be so positive and really helping everyone in the room calm down. So that was a really, really awesome (laughs) tip for sure. I
3: actually, as um, kind of a thank you gift for, I had three nurses specifically that really stood out and were such an incredible part of my birth story. I, picked out some oils and I made up some rollers for them as like a little thank you that I brought to the hospital afterwards because I'm like, you know, it was kind of this whole thing was a part of my story and I just wanted to thank them in some way. And so that was really fun to be able to gift those to them.
4: Oh, I bet they love that too. So Abby, um, can you explain how lighting might help the labor process?
1: Absolutely. So um, we all know about – well, hopefully most of us know. I shouldn't say we all. (laughs) Many of us know about melatonin and um, that your body releases – melatonin in order to help you with your sleep cycle. A lot of people supplement melatonin in order to help them sleep when they're sleepless at night. So what happens is is your body physiologically will regulate your sleep and rest cycles based on how much light stimulation you're getting. That's one of the reasons we talk about less screen time for kids at night so that they'll go down a little bit easier. If you think along those lines of helping create an environment that's going to be calm, that's going to be restful, then lowering the lights can be a significant key to helping create that environment that is calm, quiet, peaceful, if that's the, the environment that you are choosing.
4: And Now, if you're having a hospital birth, because I know at home you have free reign with candles and turning off all your lights and using your dimmer, fireplace, whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? But in a hospital, you're a little bit more limited. So do you have the option of playing with the lighting? I know you can't bring in candles, but what else could you maybe use instead?
1: So most hospitals will have some pretty decent um, curtains, blackout curtains, in the labor and delivery room. So you can certainly close the curtains to close out the daylight. Okay. Um, you can let your um, staff know that are working with you, probably your nurse. Uh, that you want dim lights in your room and you actually can bring candles but they have to be those fun little battery operated ones Um, Mm -hmm. there's no open flame allowed simply because there is oxygen present in a birthing suite and you really don't want to blow up the hospital (laughs) no that is not idea that will not be relaxing (laughs) (laughs) Not, not really so, um, so yeah, and, you know, one of the other neat little tricks since we're talking about dimly lit rooms and aromatherapy is if you make up a little sign to hang on your door – That says, thank you for sharing our peaceful birthing environment or, you know, hey, we're hypnobirthing or something that lets the staff know before they walk through your door what kind of environment you're establishing. That can be really helpful as well, because then you don't have a nurse walk in and go, oh, time to wake up and flip on the lights and, you know, just kind of (laughs) or just kind of just. Throw that door open and use loud voices. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So a little, bit, a little sign on the door when you're laboring can be really helpful. Um, usually, if you're in um, a facility that is more of mom and baby friendly, they're going to be on top of that already and and passing that information mm-hmm. on. But super helpful. Awesome. Um, I
3: think too. I mean this this is a, a little off the topic of lighting, but I know just communication with the staff is so important because I know when When my son was born, we really wanted it to be quiet in the room, and uh, my husband had some things he wanted to just read over him and speak his name out loud for the first time because we hadn't shared his name with anyone. So I think even just us letting the staff know, you know, these are our wishes, and and having that open communication is
4: really important. Definitely, particularly in a hospital that they get so used to their own ways, and so that Mm -hmm. communication Mm -hmm. is important. Awesome. So when we come back, we're going to discuss more ways to make your birthing space relaxing. We'll be right
0: back.
4: Welcome back. Today we're discussing how to create a calm and relaxing birth space. Certified doula, massage therapist, and aromatherapist, Abby Lacey, is our expert. So we've touched on aromatherapy and lighting. Um, What are some ways that can be soothing to the touch during labor?
1: Touch becomes really important, either the absence of or the use of. Some women really just don't want to be touched at all. So listen, if a woman tells you during labor, don't touch me, don't touch her. (laughs)
4: Because <laughs> she'll remember. <laughs>
1: Actually, she probably won't. No, I but, but yeah, I've had women who who um, the absence of touch was more comforting for them. They needed to be in their own zone. So, so truly, if a woman says no, I don't need anything. Don't touch me. You really should honor that. That said, there are plenty of women who want to be touched the entire time. There are any number types of touch. Um, it's not always the heavy, get in here, squeeze my hips, counter pressure, you know, make it go away kind of touch. Um, believe it or not, a really light touch can be, um, very successful and very comforting in, in helping a woman calm down or, or relax or, you know, just kind of distract her from some of the sensations that she's having that she's not liking. (laughs) It's almost like that tickle touch where you're just barely, barely touching. Almost giving like
4: a Goosebumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. So – and and you just focus on the face can really be nice. So if, you, if you, the partner can stroke her face really gently, sometimes as a mm-hmm. doula, I will just stroke that space uh, at the top of her nose between her eyebrows and just help her remind her that, you know, let's relax your forehead a little bit. Interestingly enough, often tension in the face will be mirrored in the pelvis. So if we can help you relax your face and just kind of focus on chilling out there, that can be helpful. So just nice, soft, light touch on the face. Um, Playing with a woman's hair can be really soothing. I could be talked into anything if someone's rubbing my hair. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, sign
4: sign me your, you know, life inheritance. Okay. (laughs)
1: Right. Just a nice shoulder rub uh, can be really nice. And guess what? Sometimes dad needs that. Sometimes it's dad who needs it more than mom.
4: And we pick up on each other's energy, too. So... Keeping dad relaxed,
1: absolutely. So, so there will be times when I'll walk up as a doula behind dad and give him a nice little shoulder rub, and you'll see him just kind (laughs) of (laughs) melt. I didn't even realize how tight I was. Um, Mm. So, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a a strong, heavy touch. Um, It can be the light touch. It doesn't have to be touch at all. You can um, use massage tools. Um, The little roller balls can be, you know, fun um, and give your hands a break if. Mom has wanted nothing but touch. Tag teaming out is good, but oftentimes, especially uh, when a woman is hitting transition or later in labor, they're going to have one person who they want to touch them. So just kind of try and be mindful if you are doing massage that you need to take care of your own body, especially for dad. I always remind dad, be careful what you're doing with your body because you get to take mom and baby home and you have to take care of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so, Mm -hmm. yeah, but massage is fantastic. Touch is wonderful. It's a great way to bond with partners as well
4: and so one thing that i just didn't consider when planning my births was the use of sound or music and i remember it was in Mm -hmm. my childbirth educator training that we did a a practice on i think it was the ice cube game if anyone's familiar with it to try to oh you hold hold the ice cube and you try swaying or you look at the clock or you don't look at the clock or you listen to a song and i realized that music for me out of all of that was very helpful, mm-hmm. and I had already had mm-hmm. my two kids, and I was like, "Darn it! Why didn't it? And I know?" But can you touch more on sound and how you could use sound maybe in labor, whether it's music or other? Yeah,
1: sounds. yeah. Um, I think most of my clients have used sound in some way. Um, very rare that that someone doesn't want some kind of sound, especially if you're in a hospital environment. to At least mask what's going on out in the hallway so that you don't hear anything. You know what I say to my clients is, you know, stop and think about what kind of space you're going to be in you're, you're going to be really uncomfortable and what brings mm-hmm. you the most peace when you're uncomfortable um, I've had clients who want to play nothing but you know the Pandora relaxation channels whether it's you know the Enya yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's me um, whether it's Enya or you know the nature sounds right. or- birds chirping mm-hmm. and, yeah. yeah, any of that kind of thing I had one client who um, she was really fantastic she uh she was using a hypnobirthing and she didn't want to play tracks. She actually put together a whole playlist of trance music hmm. and that was her vibe. I was like, All right. Like we just love it. No this, right? well, no. <laughs> well, it didn't have that heavy downbeat. It didn't right. have the heavy oh, bass. Okay, it was okay, just okay. it was like, more boom, boom, like the electronica kind okay, of stuff. Okay. And it, and it wasn't like the heavy beat at right, all. Right. I mean, there wasn't heavy bass. There wasn't heavy beat. It was huh. just kind of this flowing electronica trance that she listened to. And I got that. I actually, that was the same day Stephanie had her baby. <laughs> <laughs> Abby
4: was my doula, by um, the way.
1: <laughs> I, I had three births that day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, three, three babies came in 12 hours. And um, she was the last baby. And she played this fantastic trance music that I walked in and I was like yeah (laughs) Um, it did it set a different tone than the other bursts that I had Mm -hmm. been to so you really kind of have to think about your personality and what really suits you Mm -hmm. Um, you also have to think about how other people around you might respond to it because if you're playing punk metal and that's what gets you in your zone you might be creating an antagonistic environment with your care providers. Right. Mm. So yeah. you really don't want to have someone walk in the room and be like, oh my God, these crazy kids <laughs> is making me insane. You no, know? My, my girlfriend had a natural
4: birth at a birth center but was playing like gangster rap the whole
1: time. <laughs> Are you serious?
4: It's <laughs> like, hey, whatever floats your boat, I guess her midwife was fine with it but it just yeah. cracks me up. I was like, I would not have thought of that but if that's what gets you going. <laughs> right,
1: right. So, so, you know, I've had clients play the Beatles. I've had clients play the environment music. Right. I had the electronica. You <laughs> and know.
4: Kelly, did you use any music in any of, uh, in either of your labors?
3: Yeah, I actually used, um, I created playlists for both of my labors. I kind of joke that my son got the short end of the stick because I used Second a lot baby. of the same songs <laughs> from my daughter, so <laughs> added in a few, a few extra. But I mean, for my husband and I, we, look at our births as very, like, spiritual, and so for us, we actually had a lot of just worship music, and um, it's, it's really neat because I feel like now, you know, whenever I hear, you know, one or two of the songs from my playlist, you know, whenever we're just playing music, it really brings me back. Specifically, there's one song I can think of with my son that whenever I hear it, I mean, it really brings me back to that space. And I personally, I love music in my daily life. And when I work out, I love to listen to music. And so it already is like naturally relaxing for me to do that. And so it just seemed like a no brainer that I would definitely want music not only for relaxation, but as a distraction during you know, those painful contractions. So,
2: yeah. Did you guys see the, um, it was a YouTube video and I was going around on Facebook of the mama that was um, laboring and she was actually dancing. The Tootsie like, Roll. She, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. That, yeah, the Tootsie yeah. Roll. Yeah. I posted it to the Facebook page for Preggy Pals. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Because I was like, why didn't I do that? Like, I would have been good because oh, yeah. the last oh, yeah. thing I wanted to do was to stay still. I like needed yeah. like engagement. I didn't, you know, I just, I just could have, you know, before I had my epidural, I was like, I need to move. Don't keep me in this
1: bed. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I'm like, why didn't I dance? <laughs> that would have been so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually tell my clients, you know, you never know how you're going to respond. So have that preferred playlist for like down sleepy time yeah. kind of relaxation. But also like, what do you work out to? I am the tiger. Right? <laughs> oh, the baby's coming out. Right? <laughs> Throwing punches. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, um, another birth that I attended with a family, um, this mom wanted her family around her. So it was a very like... Crowded <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and but very energetic birthing room. And that was her, her environment of choice. And, um, I think it was her sister kept looking up different songs and playing songs and cracking jokes about them. And when it came time to push her baby out, she got out salt and peppers, push it. <laughs> and she started playing push it. I love it. So, I love it. Yeah. Music can, music can be great, it can be really inspirational, right. it can be really calming. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: Okay. So, um, and then one more question for you, Abby, since we've talked on so many of the senses and we did discuss lighting and how that can help, but use of a focal point or pictures, how can that come into play with uh, relaxation or the feelings of comfort in your space?
1: So a focal point gives you something in particular to focus on. Some, some people, and, and this kind of relates back to some of the use of hypnosis, right. right, is that that focal point gives you something to kind of just really narrow everything down to. And oftentimes when people choose to use a focal point, it helps them kind of almost put their blinders on so that they're not really aware as much of what's going on in the room. They can just focus on that one thing. It can be a person. It can be an object in the room. Um, If you're into uh, doing a blessing way, um, oftentimes that blessing way, uh, women will make art for you as the birthing mom. And it's supposed to be an inspirational poster or something that reminds them of you. Or like a necklace, like they bring beads and make a necklace. Or or yeah, any of those kinds of things. So um, you can choose to wear your focal point. It can be um, a sign in the room that means something to you. Um, I worked with a mama who, was having her third baby and um, hadn't quite yet had the birth experience that she wanted. And someone made a sign that said, your body is not a lemon. Right? Anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an Ina May quote. And um, so sh- they made that sign for her, and there came a point where that was what she really focused on. Um, my body is not a lemon. I can absolutely do this. So focal points can be really helpful either throughout or even just for a short period of time. Um, it doesn't have to be something that you have thought out or planned out ahead of time. It can be something completely spontaneous. The nurse's shoe <laughs> or something. Yeah. Not if she's moving. Not if mean, she's I mean, be- moving. no <laughs>
4: The but clock? in that moment, you stay put oh, and I'm stupid. looking at your yeah. shoe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she's not about to go off shit. Yeah. Yeah. Leave your shoe. <laughs> but yeah, focal points can be really great because it, it really just gives you something to just really kind of narrow it in and focus on as opposed to really just being distracted by everything else that's going on in the room.
4: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, um, Kelly, for joining us on the phone, Abby, for being our expert today. For more information about Abby, as well as information about any of our panelists, you can visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of the, our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, Abby is going to discuss how to help create a more comforting setting in the operating room. To join our club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com.
0: i
2: All right, so it's time for a fun segment we have here on Preggy Pals called Pregnancy Oops. And it's where you guys share your funny stories that have happened to you when you're pregnant. And uh, this story comes from Stephanie. This is pretty funny. She says, When I was almost three months pregnant with our first daughter, my husband and I went out one night to buy a Christmas tree for our house. I had taken my prenatal vitamins with dinner earlier, but thought nothing of it. Unfortunately, they disagreed with my stomach on the way to the tree lot. And we were on a one-way street with no place for my husband to pull over and and me needing to puke now. I was hanging my head out the passenger window for three blocks straight on a Saturday night as sick as a dog. So, you know, the downtown homeboys loitering the street corners were staring at me when we had to stop at a red light. So much for dignity. <laughs> I think that could be applied to a lot of different things when we're pregnant, right? So much for dignity. All right. So we would love to hear your pregnancy oops stories. And if you have any you would like to submit to us, all you have to do is head on over to our website at newmommymedia.com. Click on that gray little box on the side of the website that says send voicemail. And in just a few quick steps, you can actually send that voicemail straight through your computer. And uh, we'll incorporate it on a future episode.
4: That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Newbies for Postpartum Moms During Baby's First Year, Parent Savers for Parents with Infants and Toddlers, Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples, and The Boob Group for Moms Who Breastfeed. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way.
0: This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
2: How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com.